You are about to witness history in the making. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Pop Culture Gamers Podcast. This is show number 115. It's 25th of April, and I'm on my own. Despite the fact that uh, there is now uh, three of us doing the podcast, uh, and also Alan as well. Let's not forget him. He's still a current member of the podcast. Um, unfortunately, Steve's done his back in, and it's Mark's birthday. So what I'm going to say is, Steve, hope you're feeling a lot better soon, and Mark, Happy birthday, hope you're having a great day, and we'll see you in the next show. Um, also, a big shout out to Alan as well. He um, He's, you know, starting work again now, and hopefully doing really well uh, there. Keep you updated, and maybe for some other news about that as well. Okay, so let's uh, move on. So in terms of uh, what's been happening this week... I've had a new gadget. I haven't had a new gadget for a little while. And this one I absolutely love because it will help me produce a show. And it will also help me do YouTube videos and stuff like that. <clears throat> so this gadget is called a Shuttle Express. It's by Contour Designs. And it's a different type of peripheral to uh, basically control your computer um, for things like timeline scrolling, that sort of thing. But there are also... Uh, hot button um, buttons on there as well which you can uh, press to do various different things it installs a discrete little piece of software on your um, your computer which actually reacts to whatever program that you're using so as long as there is a profile for that program it will create you or it will um, it will have predefined controls in there so for example if you're using adobe premiere or uh, adobe elements then it will jog through the timeline either with the big dial sort of jog or the frame by frame sort of jog which is a little wheel on the inside you just hold your finger down and just move it around click by click by click and obviously the hotkeys do exactly what they should do which is you know whatever they're assigned to do now just because there are is a predefined um, interface and uh, controls there and preferences it doesn't mean that you are stuck with those you can change them as well if you're not in that application uh, in uh, say Adobe it'll also work in Word because it'll scroll down um, pages you know either line by line or you know much quicker or Excel spreadsheets anything that you like and you can actually configure that yourself as well so what i've done is i've um, created one for using on windows generally which uh, the jog wheel now um, uses scrolling up and down web pages at various different speeds or line by line with the you know the little dial that's in the middle of the jog wheel and uh, also using the three buttons at the top as cut, copy and paste and the left and right ones as alternate left and right mouse buttons because there's, there's five uh, hotkeys on there as well. So um, if I'm just using the jog wheel, which I might be, sometimes I might not have the mouse, 
uh, but the mouse is in a point where it, I might want a left click, then I can still do that. So it's a really, really good uh, piece of kit. It costs £39.99 from Amazon, and it's really well worth uh, you having a look, especially if you're doing any form of video editing on a regular basis, but it can have other applications as well. Um, at work-wise, I've actually been recording another podcast. Uh, this one is in relation to hidden harm, which is basically uh, any harm that comes to children and young people, which uh, is not witnessed or um, found out about by professionals or anybody working with children and young people, and what to do if a professional member of the public, member of the family, next door neighbour, whoever, actually thinks, well, a child might have been harmed. So uh, hopefully it would be a good, helpful guide for lots of uh, people, which would also include businesses as well and that sort of stuff. So all of that will be uh, released uh, very soon. I'll probably provide everybody with the details of that, just in case you are interested in the sort of stuff that I do in my uh, day-to-day work. Other than that, it's been pretty much of a quiet week. Not really a great deal has happened. Um, very bog standard sort of week. So, without further ado, we will go over to gaming this week. No longer a dream, but a reality. And for gaming this week, we've got some news. So, there's been an updated graphics for the Series X and... Uh, Series S games. The Xbox developer event, um, it was unveiled that dev kits have been um, showing the Fidelity FX, which is AMD's version of the super sampling uh, that's uh, on the NVIDIA uh, processors um, to make games look better. So hopefully in, um, well, next several months, we might actually be starting to see some better looking games, uh, which is already good seeing as the games already look better also xbox has announced a beta on the iphone for windows and xbox gaming meanwhile over at playstation side there is a new service that's going out with playstation plus but only if you're polish and uh, that is playstation plus video pass is being rolled out for polish users as an added benefit for their on-demand video entertainment service. The service will be uh, running a trial for a year and evidently there's going to be about 21 movies on there. So other than that, another thing that has happened is while we had raised concerns about the closure of the PS3 and Vita stores, they're not going away evidently. Yay! That's a really good bit of news because let's face it, we didn't want to get rid of them and it can't really cost them any more money to do that. All the programming's already there, so just allowing them to, or people to hook up their PS3s and Vitas to continue to buy stuff. I think that there's obviously been a bit of public outcry about that. Meanwhile, Knights of the Old Republic, there's been talks that an online Knights of the Old Republic remake is happening, and it's been attributed to the company Aspire as been developing that, and they're the ones who uh, produced Star Wars Republic Commando. And as soon as I heard that, I have to admit my um, excitement has dwindled somewhat because I did find it to be a slightly lazy port, personally. I wasn't a big fan of the game, but I was a big fan of it originally. So here we go. Um, other news is in terms of movers, Jeff Kaplan is leaving Activision Blizzard after 19 years of service. He was leading on Overwatch 2, so it's going to be interesting to see what's uh, happening with that now. 
PC wise, PC owners um, can now get a portal community led update on stream, which looks uh, really good. And more about Assassin's Creed as well, but not how you would think. Ubisoft is expanding its network of publishing partners to create a more Assassin's Creed content in uh, various different formats by authors, illustrators and content creators from all over the world in the hope that Assassin's Creed stories will resonate with fans wherever they live, particularly in China, Japan and Korea. Now, that sort of news kind of excites me a little bit because is this going to mean that we are actually going to see the um Chinese or Japanese Assassin's Creed that we've been asking for for all these years. I seriously hope so. And they've really, really got a tall order to be um Ghost of Tsushima. So it's going to be really interesting to see if that's what they're doing. Although there was the talk last week about the rumours of it, the next Assassin's Creed being about King Richard. Um, additionally, um, these new and existing pieces of content will be classified under three different labels to help uh, give some context to fans. That will be classics, which will be direct adaptations on the story of the video games, chronicles, which will be new adventures and favourite iconic assassins, and then origins, which is new narratives featuring new protagonists and time periods. In terms of new releases, we've got King of Seas on the PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch. Uh, airports, I see this is all from the 25th, Air, an, an airport for aliens currently run by dogs, which is a very unusual name for a game, but that's on PC and Xbox Series X. Maneater on the Switch, Biomutant on the PC, PS4 and Xbox One. Oddworld Collection on the Switch, Rootserve uh, Patcher on the PC, World's End Club on the Switch and Fallen Knight on the PC. Twitch-wise, there is uh, some benefits uh, for um, anybody who subscribes to that service. There's the new exotics for Destiny and also the uh, loot for Rainbow Six Siege as well. And there are two new games, Figment and Iris the, and the Giant, that are available. In terms of the Epic uh, Game Store, we've got some more added content for this. At the moment, up until the 29th of April at 4pm, we've got Alien Isolation and Hand of Fate 2, both of which are free now up until the 29th. And then we've got, from the 29th to the 6th of May, Idol Champions and the Forgotten Realms. I've played that on the Xbox, never really rated it, but if it's your bag, then you can pick it up for free on Epic. So, other than that, let's move on to game, our gaming this week, and what we well, what I've been playing is Rain on Your Parade, which is a very cutesy sort of uh, little indie game that is now available on Game Pass, but it's also available on other consoles. I believe it's also available on um, PlayStation and the, the Switch as well, and maybe PC. I'm not too sure about that one. Well, actually, definitely on PC, actually, because I played it on PC. What am I talking about? Uh, this, I was sort of expecting this to be a, a real cheap sort of cash grab with the upload to you know Game Pass, and I was really quite presently surprised, actually. Uh, about how how good this game is there's about 50 levels in the game and each has uh core and additional objectives in order to progress to the next level you have to um, complete all the requirements for the star level or for the stars in the level and uh, they can be quite cryptic so for example there was one level where i got stuck which was within a restaurant 
and you play a cloud and you, the whole point is that you rain on people and if you're not raining on people you either strike lightning at them you uh, do a tornado or you snow on them and I got stuck on this level for a well not for very long uh, I quickly figured it out but um, two things that you had to do in order to pass the level was uh, rain over some electric um, an electric wire that had been separated to reconnect the connection and then absorb water from a floor mop bucket and then rain that into people's drinks so that's the sort of thing that you have to do on this it does sound absolutely crazy it is a really crazy game but it's actually really quite cute it's quite fun it's a good game you could play with the kids as well uh you know it's a, a good all-round sort of like family game like that it's sort of the reason why i play a lot of these um indie games which is to find something that is totally different and this is quite different um i mean obviously there's the aspects of you know having to complete levels or whatever there is even a new game plus mode in this there's actually a first person shooter element to this game as well where instead of shooting um gun you shoot water um like it is crazy there's even um a sort of like tower defense uh, level in there as well there's lots and lots of puzzles to do it's a, a 1000k is a probably about a five hour completion i would say which a, it's free but even if you were bought it then that's not too bad for an indie game um so most but most of the achievements are unlocked after you have completed the game so you have to go into New Game Plus and do the additional requirements. If you try and do them before, you just don't unlock the requirement, even if you meet it. It has to be done in New Game Plus. It has a very defined art style, which I think looks quite good as well. Um, and a surprising amount of variety in the game, as I've already already mentioned. You know, the like the Doom level and Tower Defense, I was not expecting anything at all. Uh, like that at all <coughs> uh, well worth a look relatively short as i said um you can catch an hour of it as well on the pop culture gamers youtube channel don't forget to like and subscribe uh when you have a look there as well we do still need 14 people before we can actually um name our channel so you know come on guys we've been on stuck on this for weeks now just go and uh, go and subscribe please um, the other game that I've been playing is Zombie Army 4 Dead Army. So this is part 4 in a long-running Zombie Army series, which is based on Sniper Elite. The game is very much what you would expect. Hordes of zombies attacking, uh, or Nazi zombies, I should say. Basically, the story is that um, when losing the war, Hitler uses um, his spells and use of the occult to bring back the dead, and he turned himself into the dead as well in a previous game and zombie Hitler was cast out into hell but that does not stop the zombie hordes uh, raiding across Europe. The gameplay is very much a quicker version of Sniper Elite. I always feel that Sniper Elite is quite a thought out slow methodical kind of game. This is very much more quick gameplay. Um, you can easily get overrun by zombies 
in terms of early on in the game, before you get to level 10, um, you can't unlock things like extended mags and that sort of thing. That really, really becomes a pain in the backside uh, because you run out of ammo very, very quickly. I mean, really quickly in terms of your chamber. You might have loads of ammo on you, but it constantly means that you're battling between shifting your position, which you're not really sniping at all. It, you you have the same gun, same weapons as Sniper Elite, but this is much more arcadey uh, kind of thing done in third person. Um, and while the ammo isn't really restricted, there's lots of ammo crates all over the place. It does make it feel like you're constantly running low on ammo. So it, it's an interesting sort of battle in terms of that. Uh, these games are not easy. There's very few games that I will play on easy. And this is one of them because I want to get through the story more. But it's just punishing when you go to higher levels. Um, but it's well worth a look. It's on Game Pass uh, at the moment. So it's free to play. If you want to uh, see what the game looks like, then go on to our YouTube channel. You'll be able to see an hour's worth just over of gameplay of that on the PC. Obviously, Xbox Series X and that looks basically exactly the same. Um, but it's not a bad game at all, especially if you've already followed the uh, Zombie Army games before or you've bought Zombie Army Trilogy, which... Uh, which I have, um, yeah, it's uh, enjoyable, but also punishing at the same time. <laughs> so anyway, that's it for gaming this week, because we haven't got the other guys, so we'll move on to movies, TV, and streaming. In quest of a better life. Right, so for movies, TV, and streaming, um, we don't have lots of news, uh, the exciting bit of news for people who live in North Yorkshire this week, however, has been that Tom Cruise has been um, around places like Pickering filming the latest Mission Impossible movie. So that's been on the news and stuff like that locally, which has been really interesting. Uh, so, you know, we've obviously got Tom coming back and they're all doing the COVID safe stuff when you see the clips on the TV and the news. Uh, they're all wearing the masks and stuff like that till they actually start filming. Anyway, we have from, um, in terms of uh, Blu-ray and DVD releases from the 26th of April, 13 Ghosts, which is on Blu-ray, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice Remastered, uh, IMAX Ratio on 4K Blu-ray, Fatherland on uh, Blu-ray, Marvel Studios Avengers 1 to 4 box set 4K Blu-ray, Riddick the Complete Collection, Pitch Black, The Chronicles of Riddick, Dark Fury and The Chronicles of Riddick. And then just Riddick. That's all on DVD. We've got Short Circuit 2 Deluxe Edition uh, from on Blu-ray. The Fantastic Journey Complete Series. If you remember that series from many, many, many years ago. And X-Men 1-10, to 10, the movie collection. Every X-Men film apart from Logan, basically. In terms of the Blu-ray and DVD charts, this uh, week we've got a number 5, Harry Potter The Complete Collection. Number 4, Friday the 13th Part 2. Number 3, A Discovery of Riches Season 2. At number 2, we've got Godzilla. And at number 1, we've got Wonder Woman 1984. Um, what I've been watching this week, I have one movie recommendation for you this week, and that is Stowaway. So this is a movie on Netflix, 
um, just dropped. Uh, it's a sci-fi movie. And basically, a crew of three launch on a two-year mission to Mars. When they uh, just past the point of no return, they find an unconscious uh, ground crew member hidden in a panel. As they start trying to find out what's happened, disaster strikes, and what was going to uh, so supposed to be a scientific mission becomes a fight for survival before they all run out of air. Now, what I, I, I hadn't realised this until um, I watched another YouTube video. I watch a YouTuber who's called Chris Manley. And what Chris does, he does a lot of Kerbal Space programs and whatever, but I believe he works as a rocket scientist or engineer or something like that. But he has a tremendous amount of knowledge about you know the physics of flying in space. And he actually advised on the design of the spacecraft for this, which is sort of like one of the things that pricked up my ears. Uh, I had actually already seen the movie at that point, but that just perked my interest a little bit as well. Um, and basically the spacecraft is in three different parts. There is the original rocket bit on a long tether to a central um, bit, which has the solar panels and then the crew quarters on another long length. So uh, as you can understand, if you, if you can understand, um, the thing is like... Um, something spinning around to create artificial gravity uh, through centrifugal, uh, centrifugal force. Um, but the spacecraft's in three parts and tethered together round this central bit, which is uh, spinning. And of course, at some point, they have to scale all of, uh, you know, all of uh, that um, tethering as well to get to the other side for a specific uh, purpose, which is explained in the story. It's all very dramatic. Um what I would say is this is a really enjoyable movie. There were some bits, this is the irony of it, there were some bits on this movie which actually made me feel like a bit, like I've got vertigo, I have vertigo, I don't like heights. But in space there isn't any height. Uh, but I was watching this and I was feeling a bit vertigo-ish in terms of uh, watching it. It was really quite strange. Um, but the, the film starts really, really well. It kind of loses itself a little bit in the middle and then it pulls it back to the end. It doesn't correct all of the problems with the movie. But let's face it, trying to make a, a perfect movie is a very, very difficult thing. And what I think in terms of uh, this movie is it's certainly better for watching. I really enjoyed watching the movie at the time. You know, I, I know the, the, the middle bit just dragged a, li a little it just it, it needed a little je ne sais quoi and I don't know it, it, they just didn't manage to achieve it in that bit but that's not to say that the movie isn't a good movie it's really enjoyable it's well worth watching and it was definitely a better payoff than Gravity uh, for example uh, which to be honest I felt was a bit naff uh, and a very unrealistic um, but this feels more realistic in terms of its uh, delivery so Really good film, well worth a watch, and I would suggest it, that you would do so. Okay, so we're flying along today, uh, I'm afraid, so we're going to go on to listener questions. John, what's happening to us? Right, we have listener questions. We don't have any questions from Mark. Um, I think maybe he's decided he's not going to submit them anymore when he's not in 
because he's a member of the show now. Uh, but we have starting off as this week is Jason Toon. And that question is, has there been any TV series or movies you've watched all the way through, despite not actively enjoying it, just so you can say you've seen it? He's recently watched and finished Dragon Ball GT, and he forced himself to sit through it because he enjoyed all of the other series in the franchise, and his inner completionist compelled him to watch it as well wow that's a question um has there been any series i've continued to watch and not enjoyed i'm sh- i can i can think of a movie i've done it with a movie i was so thoroughly repelled by at the whole thought of it i thought it was a disgusting movie that should have never have been made but i watched it with a sort of morbid fascination and that is The Human Centipede, if you've ever seen that. That movie is truly gross and disgusting. And there's two of them. This, the premise of the movie is that a mad doctor lives in this very sort of like secretive house. Or oh, so it's a bungalow, but with a basement. Kidnaps three hitchhikers and then stitches them together. Um, and that stitching together involves backside to mouth, quite literally. So he surgically stitches people's face to the backside of the person in front of them. And he also removes part of the kneecap so that they can only walk around on all fours. And obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's horrible, gross. It's the most disgusting film. I have ever watched but I was just I was so taken aback by what I was seeing I had to see if it changed anymore I mean don't get me wrong the first time I ever saw Clockwork Orange at the cinema I walked out because I was completely bored with it I just thought it was stupid but this it it was I, I can't describe I can't well I have described what I, what I saw but I can't describe the inner emotions in terms of watching that film and how repulsed by that movie i was and it was it was truly a horrible horrible premise i think that there must be something really wrong with whoever created that um and then the the second one in that line is about somebody trying to copy them as well um there is a really really gross element to it where um, obviously there is natural bodily functions that go on I'm going to leave it there and let your imagination go wild. Human Centipede, if you really want to watch something that is utterly, utterly gross and be repelled by it, watch that. And I'm not saying that as a boast because of I actually managed to get through it. It's horrible. I would not recommend anyone watch that movie. I would recommend that every copy of that movie be burnt. It was disgusting. But I did watch all the way through it. But like I said, it was more of a morbid curiosity to see... I couldn't believe what I was seeing on screen, how that ever got past any censor at all. You know, it was horrible. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's the one movie uh, for me. And not to say that I've, because I've watched it, but uh, as a boast, but um, I did, I was sort of like forced to sit and watch my way through Preta Porter, which if you've ever seen that movie, is the the climax of humour in that movie is a dog that keeps crapping all over the place, basically. Um, it's not a nice movie. Absolute rubbish. It was a complete waste of time. 
But again, I was with a group of people I kind of like couldn't leave because I would have left in with about five minutes of that movie starting. I never even wanted to go and see the movie in the first place. It was horrible. Um, in terms of series, I will ditch a series. I don't tend to force myself through series uh, very often. I have on occasion tried to will, will myself to like a, movie, a, a series because I know that its basic premise is that I will like it, but not because of any other reason. So, for example, I do, I, 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 I kept trying and trying and trying with Game of Thrones to like it, but I just couldn't get past season one. The exactly the same was with uh, the Expanse, which I spoke about recently. Both of those really tried, couldn't get anywhere with them, and but I persevered. You have to two or three different watches. And then I started to like the movie. Uh, uh, the show. Same with The Walking Dead. In terms of Fear of the Walking Dead, that's possibly the closest that I've got to continuing to watch a series for the sake of watching the series. Because I, I'm not resonate, I've not resonated with any of the characters. I'm on season two, or two I think it is. Uh, or maybe three. I think they're in Mexico or somewhere like that. They haven't met the character from The Walking Dead. Yeah, I know that. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get through it to get to that bit. And likewise, another one is Man in the High Castle. I, I couldn't get on board with it, didn't get it. And then I carried on watching it and eventually it's clicked with me and now I'm really enjoying it. So sometimes you can continue to watch a, move, a series and it suddenly gels with you. But most of the time I will ditch it like it you know, it's, um, well, I'll just ditch it. I'm just uh, not interested at all. I Well, it's like Batwoman. Nah, not bothered what happens with that now. Uh, it was bad before, it's got worse. That's all I can say, really. So I won't be invested any time in that. So Albert Manafee uh, has asked... Everyone has a backlog of games. Do you have any regrets in gaming? Games you wished you played earlier or games which you would never have invested so much time or money into? Yes, Albert. I have many, many, many gaming regrets with uh, all of the games that uh, I've got because my gaming collection is absolutely massive. Um, I have around about a thousand games on uh, Xbox about 500 games on PlayStation uh, as a platform and uh, on my PC uh, which I'm just looking up I have 1276 games the main one and this is not going to be any surprise to anyone at all on this podcast is my main regret relates to any games produced by Bethesda particularly Fallout I just, I cannot see what the appeal of that universe is. Uh, it has no redeeming features to me. Steve loves it. So does uh, Bark. Good on them. You know, I'm glad that they they get their enjoyment. But let's face it, even uh, Steve could, you know, has uh, given up with Fallout 76 or whatever it is. I, I just, no. And Prey 2 didn't enjoy that either. Um, also, another one that I invested heavily in, hoping to get into it, which was the Dark Souls sort of games. They're just not for me. Did not enjoy it. 
did not enjoy the gameplay at all. Completely got the gameplay. I didn't mind Bloodborne so much, apart from I did find it really quite repetitive and exceptionally punishing. And it's just not for me at all. And I, I also don't like the premise of having to go online in order to beat certain uh, bosses. I would much rather it be you know more achievable so yeah those sort of games are not not for me um i've invested in some board games as in electronic board games and, and like all of the the card games where you know you um it's all on screen and you're playing that sort of thing and i don't i don't enjoy that genre at all it's, it's not for me uh so yeah i i'll play most genres but um there's just one or two I just don't get on with, and that sort of game is. Uh, but yeah, Bethesda games tend to be my biggest regret. And I'm going to have to say CD Projekt Red games as well, because everybody loves um, The Witcher 3. And I really struggle with that game to, to actually like it. And I've tried. I have it on PC, Xbox, PlayStation and Switch. I've got Cyberpunk. Didn't enjoy that at all. Um, and that's not because of the bugs. I just didn't enjoy it. Didn't enjoy the grungy kind of world that it related to, even though it was kind of a little bit Blade Runner-ish. So, yeah, there's, there's been a few. I think it's when you get led by the hype rather than led by your head. Okay, so uh, Scott Kidd has uh, asked, what further games are you looking forward to playing? Well, Scott, I think it's really difficult to say what games we are looking forward to playing just simply because the schedules keep getting changed about uh, what games are coming out and what games are coming out when. I think for me, the um, ne- the biggest game I'm looking forward to at the moment is obviously going to be the Mass Effect uh, trilogy, which is coming out because um, I absolutely love uh, Mass Effect. I'm really looking forward to Returnal as well. We've got less than a week for that one now. Uh, looking forward to that. I didn't enjoy Resident Evil 7, so I'm not really looking forward to that one uh, anywhere near as much. Um, there is a Legend of Larry game that's coming out, which I always used to love those when I was a, a lot younger. So maybe, I don't know, depends upon how they do it. Um, I've had a go at Soulstorm. Again, there's a video of how bad I am at that game uh, on our Pop Culture Gamers YouTube channel. Uh, please, you know, have a look. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We need subscribers. But I didn't enjoy that um, at all. But I've never really enjoyed the Odd World uh, sort of games. Um, Try to think of what else is coming out that's uh, out there. I was disappointed with Monster Hunter, and there's a new Monster Hunter Stories 2 coming out on a PC and Switch, which I'm not really going to be that sort of interested in. But quite interesting to see Life is Strange True Colours, what that one's going to be uh, like as well. So there's a few ones coming out, but I think that um, we're in a dark time for gaming at the moment, which is quite surprising considering... That we are right in the middle, you know, right in the middle of the um, first year of the new consoles being out. But that's the impact of the pandemic. So, you know, we'll have to just wait and see. Okay, so next question is from Paul Wilson. Other than video games, gadgets, TV, films, music, computers, which other hobbies and interests do you actively enjoy? Is there any other interests and hobbies to all of that? Uh, What do I actually enjoy? 
I actually enjoy doing a bit of DIY as long as I know what I'm doing uh, or I can figure or figuring out a bit of DIY. Uh, I don't mind that at all. Quite enjoy doing that manual sort of thing because my job is not manual. So having that different sort of approach is really quite good. Obviously, uh, spending time with your friends and family is not a hobby. That's something entirely different. So I'm not going to classify uh, that in there. If I had the time, which I don't, I'm going to say uh, digital photography, but I don't really have the time to take up that. You know, the only thing I can do is really teach that now. Uh, and I, that's one thing that I do do as a hobby is teaching. I teach uh, computer courses for uh, Rosset Adult Education um, and we're doing those online now. So anybody can actually join the course. Uh, but I'm currently delivering a course on um, how to use your digital camera, which looks at the technical aspects of it, but also about the more artistic sort of interpretation um, so that you can know about composition of pictures, that sort of thing. Um, next term, I'm delivering a course in terms of presentation skills. So, you know, how to present using PowerPoint, using PowerPoint's best features, but also how to deliver it as a person as well, which is always you know an important aspect of it uh other hobbies that i have um so i men mentioned about the teaching i quite like decorating you know painting that sort of thing uh, when i'm in the mood for it uh, i wouldn't say it's a hobby but it's uh, something that's uh, that's quite enjoyable i just think you know generally sort of kind of creative stuff so this podcast is a hobby uh it's not a business. The This podcast has cost me hundreds and hundreds of pounds to keep going, uh, which I've funded. We don't get free copies of anything at all. No review copies, no nothing. Everything we review, we have purchased ourselves. Uh, we do have a couple of Patreons and we really, you know, thank you for those, to those people. But that hasn't even paid, what we've had so far, hasn't even paid for the first years worth of hosting let alone all of the other costs associated with it such as buying a domain name all that sort of stuff so um yeah i would say the podcast is probably the or developing a podcast is the biggest hobby out of all of the ones that you hadn't mentioned there <laughs> uh, that i do because i do that on a weekly basis uh, as well and it's always good to you know meet up with your friends you know so you know steve and i we've been friends for a lot of years mark we've always had a really good relationship with as well we, you know met Mark a couple of times in real life so it's always really nice to you know get together with people and you know discuss the stuff that you're passionate about so you know all of the stuff that we do on the show so yeah that's uh that's the activities that i enjoy um last question for the show then is lee doherty has asked, as, apart from games as a service, <coughs> Destiny, which games have you spent the most time on, uh, just getting lost in the world, etc, etc? Well, they tend to be open world games, don't they, uh, Lee, I would say. So, two of the games, well, as a matter of fact, all of the, most of the games that fall into this category for me, all fall into the Assassin's Creed uh, sort of world. So, I would say... In terms of um, Assassin's Creed, I've, well, certainly on Odyssey, I spent I, it took me a hundred or ninety nine hours to complete, and 
to still more gameplay in there and I do keep going in that and I'm on a second playthrough on a different platform um, actually a third playthrough on a different platform as well and likewise Assassin's Creed Origins um, I've completed that on one platform on PlayStation and doing it on PC and Xbox uh, on another when I just feel like it so Assassin's Creed sort of universes um, I've played a little bit of Star Trek Online which was okay, um, but I really didn't want to be involved with the uh, subscription sort of service or whatever, because I think that you sort of like level capped or whatever, and that's not for me. Um, I'm not into online, you know, multi massively multi-online uh, games um, like other people are, so I have played a bit of EVE, but I wouldn't say I've spent hundreds of hours uh, in that. Um, I've completed Hellblade four times, so I would say I've spent a lot of time in that sort of universe uh, there. Likewise, I would say that the Spider-Man games on the PlayStation, which includes a new Miles Morales one, is you're there, you're in that, those worlds quite a long time. I haven't spent much time in Red Dead Redemption. Um, I never seem to be able to get past the first... Uh, I never seem to carry on after the first chapter on that. I spent a bit of time in Anthem as a, a world as another sort of like paid for service and also in terms of the brains got marvel avengers game um i played that one played it as a part of a game as a service as well not so much interested and the universe i've probably spent the most time in over my gaming life other than destiny has got to be that of the elite universe and most recently Elite Dangerous, which I have sunk hundreds and hundreds of hours into. So, yeah, those are the universes that I've done. Um, lots for you to go at if you're looking for some long play sort of solution. I would definitely recommend, if you like, Space Combat Trading is Elite Dangerous. And the new Odyssey expansion looks like it's going to be amazing as well. Anyway, that's it for this week. So, in terms of contacting me you can contact me on psn xbox live and steam at hrjuk also on twitter at the same and don't forget on epic i'm pop culture gamers if you want to get in contact with the show uh, then our website is anchor fm forward slash pop culture gamers you can follow us on twitter at pop culture gamer we've got a facebook group we have me a facebook page and if you want to submit an inquiry or contact the show you can email podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk uh, don't forget as well we have our youtube channel where i'm posting quite regularly uh, trailers of stuff that we've watched and also gameplay footage of the games that we've played uh, on there so have a look and check out that as well right so a uh, much shorter show than usual hope you guys enjoy it and uh, we'll all see you next time bye